Okay, Rabbi says, so tonight we're going to learn a very important element in our quest for exploring Amuna. Uh, we've discussed, I think we've touched on most of the important issues of Amuna, about Amuna and Hashem, Amuna and ourselves, Amuna in, um, in Mashiach. Uh, tonight we're going to learn about Amunas Chachamim. It's also a very uh, important part of the faith is that we have to have faith that the G'dayla Yisrael, the great Rabbanim, the great Meire Haira, are, uh, are part of our Messiah, and that we have a certain uh, trust in their decision-making. If a person rolls their eyes every time they hear, oh, the rabbi said this, rabbi said that, then we have no religion. We, don't, we follow our, uh, our leadership. We follow our Manhige Yisrael and... Uh, Without them, we really have no way of uh, navigating anything. How do we know what's right and what's wrong, what decisions to be made, uh, and what should be made, what shouldn't be made? This is a, a very important piece that we're going to be learning tonight. It's from Sefer Michtam Eliyahu, Reb Dessler's Sefer. It's in the first Chelek, page 75. And it's, uh, it, it's really, it's a Purim Dika piece. If we have time, I hope we do. If we don't, then we'll continue Mitzvah Shem next week. Next week is what? We'll have time Tuesday night still? Wednesday is Tainas Esther. So hopefully we'll have time Tuesday night. If we don't have time to finish it tonight, uh, then we will continue Mitzvah Shem next week. So we'll see why it's Purim, Dick. It's very, very Negea, the Yantava Purim. But Rav Dessler was asked by somebody, and that's what this letter is in response to, somebody that had a, uh, a very big um, taina against the, against the G'dayli Yisrael, and he felt that if we're such believers in Das Taira, so what happened to the Das Taira during the Holocaust? There are many rabbinic leaders that were asked uh, what should they do? Should they stay put? Should they, you know, run away before the Holocaust and those years leading up to it when the handwriting started, you know, appearing on the wall? And many, if not all of them, you know, sort of gave the Eitzah that they should stay, that they should not run, and they should, uh, uh, everything would be okay. And that seems to be very... Uh, Contrary to Emunas Chachamim, they they gave an Eitzah that seems to be a really bad Eitzah. It doesn't seem that, you know, I mean, the concept of Emunas Chachamim is that we should believe in them because they have the inside track. They know what's going on in Shemayim. They have, they have the right answers. So they didn't have the right answers. So how do you explain that? So that's obviously a question that is very hard to field, and, you know, if somebody asked me it, I would probably, you know, just say, I don't know the answer, but Rav Dessler, with his Das Taira, was able to tackle this in a very, very beautiful way, and again, the reason why I, I wanted to learn it now is because we're so near Purim that it really opens up a very big uh, sugya in the Megillah, uh, and hopefully we'll see it soon. So from the words that you wrote to me, and he's writing in a very honorific way. Kvayda is like a, you know, writing in third person. Says Rav Dessler, I see that you hold. 
Asher Maseim Hayulushem Shemayim, all the Gdaili Israel whose activities were Lushem Shemayim, whatever they did, every move that they made were Lushem Shemayim. Ugainai Hasechal, these were geniuses. Vadiri Hatsidakis, these were the most powerful in terms of righteousness, Kamyachet, and they had all of it together. These weren't three separate groups of people. And that's how it is by Klal Yisrael. You have a, somebody like Ramesha Feinstein, so he was a genius. He was the Ga'in of Ga'inim. He was the Tzadik of Tzadikim, right? The same person that's a genius. He also, you have you know, biographies this thick about telling a million stories about how kind he was, how gentle he was, how sweet he was, how thoughtful he was. And then he was also... Um, he was also, everything he did was L'Shem Shemayim, tremendous Yerushalayim. All of that is, we get that, we're lucky to have that in one package with, when it comes to G'dayli Yisrael. Every God will be Yisrael. You know, name me a God will be Yisrael and I'll, I'll, I'll show you how, you know, they weren't just geniuses, but they were tzaddikim. And, and they were tremendous Bali Chesed and they had Yerushalayim, they had it all together. Asher B'loi Safik there's no doubt in my mind that every single uh, decision that they made, every single psak din that they rendered, Hashem was with them. Hashem was standing in their, in their circle when they were making this decision. Let's examine the previous generation. Let's examine the their pinky is greater than our our ability to fathom how great these people were. You know, we throw around these names and we think, all right, you know, these people were were incalculably great. And imagine the, the generation prior to them, the previous generation before them was the great Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, and all of the other great Kedailim of his time. You're assuming, you're assuming that they all made a mistake, they were all just, you know, they just got it wrong. That would be an impossibility in Klal Yisrael to imagine that all of these greats would have just completely missed, the, missed it. That's not Shaykh to say. We can't even listen to such words. Certainly to utter them. It must be says Rav Dessler to this person, that you must have heard from other people, Hanikram B'nai Taira, that they call themselves, or they're considered to be B'nai Taira, Umevatim Rabbi Seim M'chalam Hashem. Meaning, I'm going to be Daniel L'Kavzchos, says It didn't come from you. You must have just heard this from other people, and they were people that you assumed were B'nai Taira, but really they were, they were kicking they're Abayim, they're being Mechal Hashem, Devarim Ke'ela, Ki'ozla Yisi Meshav Le'klum. If I hadn't assumed that, if I don't assume that about you, I wouldn't even answer you. 
If it's coming from you, if you really honestly yourself believe for a second that these ga'inim, these g'dayle Yisrael, could make such a mistake, could steer Klai Yisrael wrong, then I wouldn't, you wouldn't be deservant of an answer. But I know that your heart must be straight. You heard it on the street. Word on the street was that there were rumblings about this, but you yourself are not in that camp, but you just heard it. Because of our close friendship, I will make my nights into day, meaning I'm going to burn the midnight oil to respond to you. I'm going to answer you in a very, very clear and unambiguous manner. I'm not going to hide from it. I'm, not, I'm going to take it straight on. I have to tell you something first. First and foremost, I have to make something explicitly clear. Some of those ga'inim that were mentioned in the previous paragraph, I was zeicha to know personally. I saw them by gatherings of Klal Yisrael, conventions, and I could tell you very, very clearly, even to our simple degree of understanding, their pikchus was stunning, their wisdom, their brilliance was clear to see, it was, it was staggering. And the depth of their understanding would plumb it, would plumb the depths of to the time, to the abyss. It could mamish go straight to the core of a matter. It wouldn't be possible for us simple folk to be able to understand, to comprehend what they were fully comprehending. That's first of all. So before we even begin to talk about G'dayli Yisrael, Amunas Chacham Das first we have to understand who we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, simple people. We're not talking about, you know, regular... These were people that were on the, on the greatest madregas, Chavitz Chaim, Reb Chaim. These are people that we can't even fathom. We have great G'daylam in our own generation, but... These tzaddikim of previous times, Rabbi Salanter, Salanter, they say about him that he had he had the brain of a thousand a thousand men, a thousand brilliant men. He had the brain of he was brilliant. People think when you th- when you when you throw in the name of Rabbi Salanter, you think Musser, because he was the father of the Muslim. You think, yeah, you th- exactly. You think that you know that he was. Uh, he was a great Baal Musser, but you don't necessarily associate Musser always with brilliance and learning. You associate, he's a good, he's a nice man, he's a nice person. He, he was working on his Midas all day, but he was the most brilliant man of his times. And that's saying a lot because there were a lot of brilliant men in his times. He, he lived in a Darday, he lived in times in the 1800s uh, that you know, had tremendous, tremendous Gedailim. But he was known to be uh, to be very brilliant. I think they say a story about Rishal Salanter that he was once he once came 
to give a shear in a certain shul or yeshiva, it must have been a shul somewhere, and it was a, a very big shul, and he gave like, he, he put up Mar Mekaymas, like a, like, Pachashiva Mar Mekaymas, not, not Musa, he was giving a real lamdish shear. So he put up a whole list of Mar Mekaymas, and he put it on the bulletin board, and there were a lot of, like, I don't know if they were maskilim or people that were against the Musa movement, and they wanted to really, like, you know, to, to do him in. Like, they wanted to, to embarrass him publicly. And so what they did was they took down that Maramakaimis sheet and they, they put, like, random Maramakaimis on. Like, you know, they put whatever his shear was supposed to be on, they completely changed it and they took, like, you know, if, if the shear was on Hilchas Lulav, now it was on Hilchas Mi'ilah. And they put Gemara, random Gemaras, you know, Sanhedrin, Chav Zayin, and the Rambam, and Hilchas Kiddush HaChaydesh, you know, whatever, and like, like, like 10, 20 Marmachimahs. And this is what people were looking up to prepare for the Shir. So Yisrael Slander comes in, and they give him the Marmachimah sheet in front of him, that, you know, and he sees that it was totally different than the one that he had prepared. So he looks at it, he waits for like 30 seconds, and he gives a brilliant shear based on these new, like, you know, crazy Marmachimahs that have no shaykh as one to another. But he, he was able to immediately, you know, put together like a brilliant shear based on those Marmachimahs. And, you know, all the maskilim or the people that, you know, they were sitting there, they were like, their chins were like on the floor. Like they couldn't believe what, what they were watching. So afterwards, he told his Talmud that, that or or his Talmud said about him, or he told his Talmud that he told him what happened, and and he said, I waited thirty seconds, not because I needed the thirty seconds to prepare the shear. I could have prepared the shear in like in two seconds. That's how brilliant his brain was. He says, I just wasn't sure whether it was Gaiva to be able to to give that shear. If that was like a gaivadik to be to to do that, you know, to to on the spot on the fly, you know, come up with a brilliant share, maybe that wasn't appropriate. But then I decided it was appropriate. But that's what the thirty seconds had nothing to do with preparing the share was in order just to to to, to work on my midas to think whether or not it was appropriate, but not in any way like. That's just to give you an idea of what we're talking about. That's superhuman. That's not a normal, you know, person. So that's first of all. These, these are gedalim that we can't understand. You know, even if we're able to maybe understand the Reb Chaim, we can't understand who Reb Chaim was. We can't understand how great he was, and and you know, and and we'll never be able to understand how great these people were, because we tend to compare people with ourselves. So we think, oh, you know, I'm not perfect. He probably wasn't perfect. You know, I'm human. He was human. Or he, maybe you know, he was a little smarter than I am. He spent more time in Yeshua. You know, no, no, no. These are people that we can't, you know, as I'm saying it, don't think even that I have a, a clue what I'm talking about. These people were so great that we'll never be able to fathom uh, for a second how great they were. He says, I want to tell you something else. Whoever saw them at their gatherings... When they were discussing issues pertaining to Klal Yisrael, he says, I saw them meeting. I saw G'dayla Yisrael meeting. 
and discussing issues. You know, like you have a Mayatzis meeting of G'dayli Yisrael, and you think, like, what are they meeting about? You know, what to do with Ukrainian jury, you know, how to save them, how to... When G'daylem meet, it's not just a meeting, you know, they have some Danishes and coffee and, you know, and, and, and throw some ideas around. They're thinking with Achrayas of Klal Yisrael, what's going to be, and with all their Dastaira and with all of their Lamdas, with all their Svaras, with all their, their years and years of Amelos Patera, they're trying to divine what the Rabbi Shalom wants in the situation. He says when they met, it wasn't just Stam, it was they were doing everything, L'Shem Shamayim, Binyani Klal Yisrael, the Mara was Naira, the, the vision, this, the spectacle was, was frighteningly awesome. You saw the concern that was on their face. You saw the, the sense of, of responsibility that they had and that they felt. If you didn't see it, you never saw what a responsible looking person looks like. Whoever was to stand in front of them, stand in their presence, then it was clear that the Shechina was it wasn't possible. You, you, you couldn't mistake it. If you saw these G'daylem, when they were gathered, when they were sitting, when they were meeting, when they were convening to decide something, you saw the Shechina was Shair B'maysedem, you saw the Ashras HaShechina. And there was, the Shechina was there with them. There's no question about it. We normally, you know, when we get together, we meet. Let's say there's a regular meeting or there's a club hour or whatever. You think, okay, uh, you know, we're meeting, they're meeting. Yeah, you know, even if we're meeting for something important, we're meeting for a, a good cause, a tzedakah, a taira thing, something very important. But you can't compare the meetings that those G'daylam had. It's mamish amavdam in as we're sitting here and talking about it, like it, it's hard for us even to appreciate what Rav Dessler is saying. You know, it's like because we don't have words to really capture and and illustrate what was going on. You know, we're we're, we're unfortunately we don't have the the eyes and we don't have the the brain to understand what it was. Imagine if we would be able to go back to 1923 in Vienna. You know, we have that famous uh, Asifa where the Chavetz Chaim was walking in, and we have that video, you know, that, that was found recently, um, an amazing video. Imagine if we would be able to, like, just see the, for a second the Chavetz Chaim, knowing what we do about him today, seeing and what he accomplished for Klai Yisrael. I don't know many people then fully appreciated who he was, except for really people that, you know, understood him, but... But today we know what the Chavetz Chaim did with the Mishnah Burur and the Shemir Salashin and all of the things that he did. Imagine if we could see him for a second in real life and see him sitting at a table with Reb Chaim Eiser and seeing him together with Reb Chaim Brisker and like it would be, it would be unbelievable. But it would be unbelievable from a, you know, from just a, uh, just a, you know, our ability to see something great. But. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know if we would be able to be in the same room as them. We might burn up if we were in the same room as them. You know, but but they are they you know, they were people that were on a on they were they were in a different league. Like we can't even fathom being being 
you know, being, I'll, I'll give you just personally, like, one time that I was Zaycha to, um, to see greatness, like, in my, with my own eyes. I mean, I saw a lot, I saw Rav Meisha, and I saw, and I was in Shir by Rav Zalman, but one time, uh, when I was in Eretz Yisrael, so Rav Gifter, Zaycha Tzad Lebrach, was in Bayit Vagan, uh, and Bayit Vagan was where my yeshiva was, in Kaltaira, Kaltaira was in Bayit Vagan, and so my rabbi said, you know, Rav Gifter is here. Rav Gifter was like the Gadol Adar at the time in America, and in Eretz Yisrael also he was very, the G'dayim in Eretz Yisrael loved him, or the Stipler and Rav Shach. And, and, um, and he said, you know, he's sitting, you know, he's, he's here for a chasna, he's here for a few weeks. Why don't you go and schmooze with him a little bit? Go and talk to him in learning, or just go to him. So I, I went with two friends. Um, we went, to, and we knocked on the door, just random, and he, his rabbitson let us in. He was like renting an apartment or he was by somebody's apartment, I don't know. And he sat us down and we were talking to him for an hour, for two hours. And then he, he invited us to come back the next day and show them some more. We went back the next day. It was amazing. We had Rav Gifter, Rav Mordechai Gifter, like he's schmoozing, you know, he spoke fluent English, he's American. And uh, he's telling us stories about Lithuania. And it was just like, that itself was incredible. The next day when we went back, so there was a, in the middle while we were talking, there was a knock on the door, and, and the door opens, and Rav Shach is standing there by the door. And it was like, Rav Shach is coming to, to see Rav Gifter. Anyway, Rav Gifter and Rav Shach are hugging. I, I, I didn't have a camera back then. You know, like everyone, today everybody has a camera. But... Um, you know, I was like, I was like, where's my camera? Where's my... But anyway, they were hugging, they were kissing, they were, you know, he didn't stay long. They schmoozed a little bit. And then uh, he left. And, and Rav, Rav Gifter told me, he said, that every time I come to Eretz Yisrael, I call a blazer and I tell him, you know, don't come to me, I'm coming to you. And every time he beats me to the punch. He always comes to me first. But, you know that my eyes were zeicha to see, you know, that scene, just that scene. You know, I, I didn't deserve to see that scene. I can't understand the, the Tyra that these giants, they were giants, you know, so happened to share the same airspace with them, but they were like, you know, it's hard to imagine, you know, it's hard to compare it. I'm thinking like just to, to try to give it some understanding. I'm thinking like basketball players like to, you know, like, but because they're so like out of the, out of, out of our league, that it's not Shach. Now, that's Rav Gifter and Rav Shach. You know, imagine going back, seeing the Chavetz Chaim, Rav Chaim Meiser, you know, Rav Chaim Brisker, Rav Yisrael Salanter, the Chasim Seifer, the, you know, the, the Naida Yehud. Like, you go back and, like, these G'daylam, it's, they're names to us, but they're, they were, they were people that were able to see them and interact with them. And he says, it's Mamash HaMadam in we can't understand the greatness when they gathered the achrayas that they had, mistama yedek vaydei es daider b'chanun shlita. Says mistama, you know, um, he was related. How was he? Was his uncle? B'chanun, B'chanun. I don't know. They were. It seems like they were related. I think B'chanun. Yeah, Rebbe Chanan was a brother-in-law of Rebbe Chaim Eiser, and I think Rebbe Dessler was married to Rebbe Chaim Eiser's 
granddaughter. So they were related. Anyway, Chaim Eiser, and it was like his wife's uncle somehow. So, Masham, so it says Shlita, but on the bottom he says, He was really, he was killed already, Rebbe Khan, in the war, but at the time he was still assumed to be alive, and that's why Rebbe Dasla wrote Shlita, but really Rebbe Khan had, had already passed away. Where Bukhan used to speak about the greatness of his Rabbi the Chavetz Chaim. Bukhan himself was a Gadol Mamish. You can't be Mavato what he said. Our Chazal tell us that we have to listen to the Chachme Yisrael, even if they tell us that our left hand is our right hand, and our right hand is our left hand, we still have to listen to them. And certainly if they tell us that our right hand is our right hand, and our left hand is our left hand, we have to listen to them. I know that they're making a mistake. Never question, says Rav Dessler, the Das Torah of G'dayle Yisrael. Even if you think that you know better, and they don't know, and, you know, and, and, and what right do they have, etc., that is the worst thing that we could say. It's worse for ourselves, it's the worst thing for our children, for our communities. If a person has the chutzpah to say about G'dayle Yisrael, that they don't know, and I know this is something that they should stay out of, it's not their business, leave it to the politicians, leave it to the balabatim, leave it to the this, leave it to the that. Whenever you hear people like that, you should run away from them because they are missing such an important yisayid of yadus. Yadus hinges on a chacham. Everything that we have is a chacham. If you think about it, Whatever we're doing, all of the Torah Shabbat Peh that we have, where do we have it from? They're all, it's all rabbis. The Torah doesn't say uh, to put tefillin on our heads. Does, does the Torah say to put, to put square boxes on our heads with four parshas in it and exactly the order that it... Tar- it says to put a jewelry between your eyes. So you should go to Tiffany and buy a really nice diamond tiara or something and have it, you know, make sure that it's somehow placed right between your eyes. And that's what the Torah wants, right? It says by, on, on Sukkot, it says you should take you take a beautiful fruit. So, I don't know, take a passion fruit, take a, a banana. I don't know, like, how do you know, where, where'd you get the citron esser? Where, where'd you get the esser from? Why, why, do we, why do we say it's an esser? You know, it's esser slash lemon, So, 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 the answer is that the only reason why we know these things is because of G'day Yisrael. It's Chachme Yisrael that, that give us the whole religion. There, you know, every, you go into any hotel room in the, in the world, in the country at least, you find the Holy Bible. You open up, you shouldn't open it up, but if you do open it up, at least, you know, you know the first part of it, which with the Old Testament in it, so you read and it doesn't make any sense. You wonder, like, what are Gayim are reading the, old, the, the, the Bible? Like, what does it say? What, what do they do with it? It's, it's meaningless almost. You don't understand anything without Mepharshim. 
you know, from the from Parshas Bereishis, Tol Vezayis Abracha, Tol to Yeshua. Ever, ever, you need a, you need Mefarshim. If you don't have Mefarshim, you don't have a you don't have Gemara, you don't have a Medrashim, you don't have Rambans, you don't have you don't have Rashi's, you don't have an Arachayim Akadosh. What do you do with this? What what is it? It's a book that makes no sense. Tabernacles and you should put fringes on your like you know what does it mean? No meaning. There's no meaning. Chachmei Yisrael, give it meaning. It's the Torah Shabbat breathes life into the Torah, gives us some clarity, and and not just the the dar of the Torah Shabbat the Tanaim and the Amiram, but the Rishonim further clarify, and the Amiram clarify it even more, and then the and then the the Rosh Hashivas, and all of the, these are all our Messiah of understanding what Hashem wants. So don't like abandon Chachmei Yisrael now. And, you know, when it comes to any of the, 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 the decisions or the opinions that we make till today, you have to go to Chachmei Yisrael. You have to listen to what G'dayli Yisrael say, because if you say, well, you know, I'm not interested in hearing what, what this Gadol says or what that Gadol says, then, then you might as well, you know, put, a, put a, a diamond between your eyes because, you know, you're, you're, you're basically saying that I don't believe any of those rabbis. They don't, have a, they don't have the right to tell me what to do. Oh, really? Okay. And then join a different religion because our religion is, is you have to have a moon on Hashem and you have to have a moon on the Chacham and the Chachm Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that. So, you know, it, it's... You have to find, first of all, it's very important also to clarify that, you know, what it means, G'dayli Yisrael. Meaning, you know, you, I don't, when, when we speak about G'dayli Yisrael, it doesn't necessarily mean you go to your local Orthodox rabbi, or your rabbi for that matter, because, you know, we're talking about, and this is a different piece, maybe we should learn it shortly, in one of these weeks also, how to, what is Das Taira? How do you understand Das Taira? What, like, who has Das Taira? And the answer is that das Torah means the more that you the more that you learn Tyra l'shma. This is something the Chavetz Chaim writes. Rebbe brings it. The more that you learn Tyra l'shma, the more das Torah you have. Meaning, we all have das Torah because we learn Tyra. But how much of, how much Tyra do we learn? How mu- versus how much other shlusim do we put in our brain? If like if, if I go to Rav Steinemann or Yibadol Chaim, I go to Rav Chaim Kanyaz. These are people that have been learning for 80, 90 years, Tyra L'shma, Mamash L'shma, L'shma. They didn't even have Shtelas. Reb Chaim Kanievsky doesn't, isn't Rosh Shiva somewhere. He doesn't have a Shir. He doesn't have a Shul. He's just learning Tyra L'shma. That's all he's doing all day. He has no, he doesn't listen to the radio. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't read books. He doesn't read magazines. He doesn't read Mishpacha. He doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not reading any of that stuff. He's not watching, uh, he's not, you know, he's not, he doesn't have a smartphone. He doesn't, all he's doing, so his his brain is 100% Tyra Lishma. So you go to him, the answer that he's giving you is Das Tyra, because he's, every, he's connected to it, and, and everything that he's saying is all filtered through the prism of Tyra. He doesn't have another, so, but if you go to somebody who's, you know, who's, who's 80%, you know, in, in learning, but 20%, so he has 80% Das Tyra. If you have somebody that's 50%, that's 50% Das So, you know, you have to know, like, who you're going to. It doesn't mean to say you shouldn't go to your Rebbe and you shouldn't listen to your Rebbe. Your Rebbe is, is a lot smarter than you, and your Rebbe has your, your best thing. Now, in terms of what you're asking, in terms of, 
you know, your personal life decisions. So you have to go to somebody that knows you, knows where you're coming from, understands what your needs are. And, and, and you know, so that's another thing that has to be taken into account, that the person that, that let's say, sometimes you need a gadol that understands an American bacher. You know, like, uh, you know, if you go to B'nai Brak, B'nai Brak, you know, might, the things that they say sometimes, again, this also has to be understood, but sometimes, the, I'll give you an example with, uh, you know, there's a big difference in the style of learning uh, that, uh, that in America they learn and in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, at a certain age, they learn very quickly. They learn, let's say, uh, they do an Amr a day, let's say. And if you go to most American yeshivas, they learn an Amr a month, literally, right? You could still spend a month on, you, know, you learn Gemara, Rashi, the Chavetz Chaim down the block is famous for, they learn very, very slow, and they learn all the Rishayim, all the Achrayim, and they, you know, and that's, in Eretz Yisrael, they would never do that. In Eretz Yisrael, Rav Shach used to say that's like, not about Chavetz Chaim, but in general, in, in Long Beach where I went, you know, we learn, yeah, all Yeshivas learn eight blot a, a year. Ten blot a year, maybe, you know, but they learn everything very being in Eretz Yisrael. Rav Shach used to say, Chas if you're learning eight blot a year you're, and you're not learning anything, you know, that much else, Tyre is going to be forgotten. How do you learn eight blot a year? But yet, we still do it. What's the answer? That means that we're all going... Because in Eretz Yisrael, it's a different system. In Eretz Yisrael, uh, you know, the, you, they've been learning Tyre day and night since they were, you know, five years old. So it's a different world. So, of course, they're going to... They have to learn quicker. We start learning much later. We have high school. We have elementary school. We have English. And we have, you know... So... We, we're, we're like not catching up yet. Later on, we'll catch up, and then you can learn quicker. But there has to be an understanding that, you know, G'dayle Yisrael need to, like if you're asking Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, you might get a completely different answer if an Israeli is asking Chaim Kanievsky, because it's a different world. You have to know some, the, the, the G'daylem that you're asking have to be able to understand your particular set of circumstances. But if they do, and you're coming to them and you're explaining to them, then and they're saying something that you know you might not understand, you might not even uh, you know think that it's the right answer. But you should probably consider what they're saying because they might you know they that you have to assume that they that they have an understanding of what the right thing is to do. Anyway, this is what we're expected to do. We're expected to mevatel our minds to them. If the Chavetz Chaim says to do something, that's it. That's the bottom line. But I think, that, what do you mean you think? Chavetz Chaim says, Chavetz Chaim is Ruach HaKadosh. Chavetz Chaim is a Zakein. He has every, he has all the experience and he has, he has a, an in with, with the Rabbi Nishlein. He has so you think you have an opinion against Chavetz Chaim? You have to understand how great the Chavetz Chaim is, and you have to understand that you're supposed to be mevatel yourself to his das. Now, Mitzvah Hashem, next week, I'm sorry for going late, but let's keep these sheets, and next week we will uh, continue. Next week is a real clincher, because it's going to bring the Megillah to a, a life that you've never really uh, seen the Megillah through.